This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on Insurance. I'm an attorney who has retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant and expert witness and author and producer of these videos. Today, I'd like to talk about red flags of fraud with regard to third-party liability claims on insurance companies. Suspicious claims have common attributes. Insurers and their anti-fraud organizations have collated the common attributes into lists of indicators or red flags of fraud. The lists were created as training aids and to be used to determine whether further investigation is required to determine if a claim is legitimate or false and fraudulent. Continually growing, these lists are known as the red flags or indicators of fraud lists. There are many different categories ranging from those associated with the claim itself or with insureds to indicators of specific types of fraud such as bodily injury fraud. The existence of red flags does not mean a fraud has occurred. Red flags are only a signal to the adjuster to investigate further, so that the suspicion may be either removed or confirmed. It is not any single indicator that alerts the adjuster to the possibility of a fraudulent claim, but a combination of the red flags or red flags discovered during and coupled with the results of the thorough claims investigation. Although the existence of multiple red flags should trigger an investigation, Failure to investigate has been held to be reasonable as long as there are no patent inaccuracies or actual knowledge of false representations. As the Nebraska Department of Insurance states in its booklet, Fraud Detection Hints, it is important to remember that the possible red flags indicate that there may be some evidence consistent with an insurance fraud scheme. Any one or two of these by themselves may not raise your suspicions. However, when you have several of these hints or red flags present, or a pattern begins to emerge, you should investigate further or forward your suspicions to the Insurance Fraud Prevention Division and to your insurance company's special investigative unit. Some of the red flags include red flags common to a claim, where the adjuster should consider further investigation if a claim occurs shortly after the issuance of the policy, shortly after the limits of the policy are increased, is made on an insured's first policy of insurance, is made shortly before the expiration of a policy, is made within days of a notice of cancellation being served on the insured, or on a policy acquired from an agent 
far from the insured's home or business. Red flags connected with the insured or the claimant should be considered and evaluated in which the insured makes the claim. A few red flags that may raise suspicions to an adjuster investigating a liability claim include some of the following. Where the insured or the claimant retains or is represented by counsel on the day of the loss, tells the adjuster at the first meeting he or she does not want to retain counsel, is represented by a public adjuster. Since it's illegal for a public adjuster to deal with a third-party liability claim, wants a settlement approved quickly, does not want the claim to go to a supervisor, regional office, or claims committee for authority, is exceedingly cooperative and undemanding is exceedingly demanding and threatens a bad faith suit from the date of first contact. Note these two red flags contradict each other, but that does not make them less a red flag. Or if the insured or claimant is familiar with insurance claims terminology, asks for the claims manager or supervisor by name, is familiar with the adjuster's authority limits and wants to settle for a sum within those limits, handles all business in person, thus avoiding mail and potential prosecution for violation of federal statutes like the mail fraud and the wire fraud statutes, provides an address that is a post office box, mail drop, or a hotel, or reduces the demand for settlement when it is suggested by the adjuster that the claimant file suit. The adjuster or investigator should also pay attention to the insured's or claimant's history and background, including their financial situation. Once again, red flags indicate only that further investigation may be needed if the insured has a history of multiple similar claims, has a history of more than two lawsuits, has outstanding tax liens, is recently separated or divorced, was recently laid off a job, has a spotty work history, or an extended period of unemployment, has filed bankruptcy shortly before the loss, or has a history of gambling, alcohol, or drug abuse. Years ago in California, a crew of insurance fraud perpetrators stationed people outside of casinos, and those that came out of the casinos looking like they had lost would recruit them into insurance fraud schemes to get back the money they lost in the casino. The National Insurance Crime Bureau, the NICB, individual state fraud bureaus, and other agencies publish similar lists of red flags that would lead an investigator to suspect fraud and begin a more thorough investigation. 
even if three or more red flags or indicators exist, that does not mean there is, in fact, a fraudulent claim. It only means that further investigation is required. Now, there are some red flags that concern the insured, and as the adjuster learns information about the insured, some red flags will appear. The adjuster may need, therefore, to refer the claim to the insurer's SIU for additional investigation. Note that, of course, some of the red flags seem contradictory. That's not unusual and should still be a reason for further investigation. And they include the insured is eager to accept blame for an accident. In my experience, most people always believe that the other person was responsible. And it's very rare that they're eager to accept blame, although they often will explain that they were not perfect in their actions as drivers. The insured has lived as his or her current address less than six months. The insured has been with his or her current employer less than six months. The insured has a previous history of similar losses. The insured cancels schedule appointments with the adjuster for recorded statements and or an examination under oath. The insured is employed with an insurer. The insured is unusually aggressive and pressures for a quick settlement with the claimant. The insured is unusually friendly, patient, and easy to get along with. The insured does not have a telephone, nor a cellular phone. The insured's telephone number is only a mobile cellular phone. The insured is difficult to contact. The insured claims to be self-employed but is vague about the business and or his responsibilities. The insured is very knowledgeable about claims process and insurance terminology. The insured offers inducement for a quick settlement, where he tells the adjuster he'll give him 10% of whatever is paid. The insured offers to share the settlement amount with the adjuster. The insured was an unsolicited, new, walk-in business to the agent or broker and was not referred by an existing policyholder. The insured's address is not consistent with his employment or income. The insured only gives a post office box as his address. The insured is unemployed or in a transient occupation. The insured seeks a copy of the policy before agreeing to accept an offer from the insurer to insure. In my experience over the last 54 years, I've never met more than two people who have admitted to have read and understood their insurance policy, and when questioned, it turned out they both lied. So other red flags is the insured who is vague about the facts of the loss, 
the insured's report of loss is inconsistent with the statement the insured makes to the adjuster. The insured has a selective memory. The insured has financial difficulties. The insured has recently filed bankruptcy. Some red flags relating to the claimant and developed during the thorough investigation finds the following potential red flags. The claimant advises that the insured was eager to accept blame for an accident. The claimant retains a lawyer immediately after the incident is reported. The claimant and the insured are from the same family. The claimant and the insured have the same physical address. The claimant and the insured are friends. The claimant and the insured are co-workers. One or more parties present damages that are inconsistent with the facts of the loss. The claimant's lost earning statement is handwritten or typed on blank paper rather than business letterhead. The claimant has a history of multiple insurance claims. Several or all claimants were treated at the same clinic on the same day with the exact same treatment. The vehicle in the involved in the claim was purchased for cash. The claimant has no proof of ownership of the vehicle. The vehicle had been reported stolen, recovered, and surgically stripped. It is not unusual for a professional, a doctor, a chiropractor, or a lawyer to be actively involved in insurance fraud. Some young and naive professionals have been tricked by fraudulent claim organizations to participate in fraudulent claims, since doing so is quite lucrative. If the adjuster sees any three or more of the following red flags, reference to the SIU or the State Fraud Division is necessary. The first report of loss is from the attorney. The attorney is known as a lawyer who handles suspicious claims. The attorney's office is run by an administrator. The attorney is rarely or never seen at the office. An attorney lien or representation letter dated the day the incident was reported in is received by the insurer. There is a high incidence of claims from the attorney who just recently passed the bar exam. The attorney and body shop frequently appear linked. The attorney and physician or chiropractor appear linked. Multiple claimants in the same accident were treated by a physician or chiropractor referred by the lawyer at a location inconvenient to the claimants. When there are multiple claimants in a single accident, 
and they all go to the same doctor or chiropractor as referred by the lawyer. All vehicles in the loss are taken to the same body shop. All claimants are treated by a clinic physician or chiropractor who accepts a lien for a payment. Health care providers take an assignment of benefits from the claimant. The clinic may have continued billing or treatment irregularities. The clinic billing is done by an outside service. The clinic has one health care provider and dozens of clerk typists and billing clerks. The contractor has inadequate equipment to perform the job to repair property damage or vehicles. A clinic that treats several or all of the claimants on the same day with the exact same treatments. The physician immediately refers the claimant for a wide variety of tests not related to the original claim. A contractor seeks to fix property damage and arrives at the lost site without being solicited. A contractor offers cash incentives to the claimant or the adjuster to get the job. For instance, I'll pay your deductible. The contractor is not bonded, nor is he insured. There are many other red flags of fraud which you can find in my newest book, The Compact Book of Adjusting Liability Claims, 3rd edition, which is available from Amazon.com as both a paperback and a Kindle book. If you found this video to be interesting or useful to you and your colleagues, please refer it to your colleagues. It's free, and please follow me or subscribe to my Rumble channel, my YouTube channel, and my blog so that you can be advised of future blog postings and future videos. Thank you for your attention.